entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. For this uh -huh, yeah. hot, for this uh -huh, strong, so yeah. many different flows. Uh -huh. This one's for this song, the next one I switch up. Yeah. This one will get bit up. It's TBD, we back in the building. A little gloomy outside. Cold. It's a views, views type of day. But you, I don't even, do you know what that is? Stop. Can you stop like, being disrespectful? The anniversary was last week. I don't know if you, did you tap, did you tap, it was rainy that day too. Did you tap in? I don't, I don't know. If, my tweets. I don't need an anniversary. Views is in my continuous rotation anyway. Thank I mean, you. me as well, but it's just respectful uh, to listen to it on the anniversary. I need, I need a receipt. Just I hit and play. I need a receipt. Or were you listening to Mac Miller? Both. Mm. I don't even know if you're a press play and listen type of bull. You might be a heavy, oh, new shit came out. Like, J. Cole about to drop in a week or so. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to open the joint up and hit shuffle. Like, no. Stop. Type of nigga listen to tunes on shuffle. You can't do that. There's a reason why there's a track list. No funny shit. Like, I know some people who do that, and it really fucks me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Like, <laughs> like I'll never forget, bro. I think it was, I want to say More Life came out. No, I'm lying. It was a 444 out. Oh, God. So it's like, hove, like, you know what I mean? Like, play, sit the shit down, and get out of there. <laughs> so everybody, everybody listening to it. I'm in my chat. My man, like, yo, bro, Marcy, me, crazy. And I'm like, I'm looking at the clock. I looked at the track list. Look at the track listing and the track length. I'm like, ain't no way this nigga to listen to 34 minutes of an album when that shit came out at 12 and it's motherfucking 12, 12, 12. I said, oh, he, he want to shuffle. He said, "Yeah, why would I listen to it? Uh, why would I listen to him on order?" I said, "Cause I said, God, <laughs> you don't you don't go buy a book and just start lit, start reading it in the middle. Say I'll go to the front later." Literally, I'm like, come on, man, you can't you can't trust people like that. That's disgusting. You just can't trust people like that, and I don't know if trust is a thing that's broken in Green Bay. I don't know if it's a bad play date between a GM and a coach and a player or whatever the co the case may be, but <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is out of there in Green Bay. Unless you feel differently. I mean, that's what they say. Look, I think this is a very peculiar situation. Aaron Rodgers, of course, is very vocal about how he feels and very vocal about um, – what he wants to really do with his career. But we knew this, like we knew he wasn't fond of them drafting Jordan Love last year. Uh, but he, we also knew that, you know, there wasn't much he could really do about it. He's under contract. Same kind of situation here because yeah, he's saying he wants to leave, but there isn't a lot of wiggle room in terms of his contract for him to really get traded. Like, Green Bay would have to eat a lot of uh, a decent amount of that money for him to really get moved. Similar, uh, similar situation of Carson Wentz, like how the Eagles had to, you know, consume some of that money in order to move him. Um, but the difference in the situations is that the Eagles had more of an inclination to move on from Carson Wentz. They had their certified quote unquote franchise quarterback in the tuck. Green Bay necessarily doesn't have that currently in Jordan Love. They don't really know what they have in him. So there's no real inclination for them to move on from Aaron Rodgers. But it is an interesting situation because now this is the year and this is the time of quarterbacks, uh, especially uh, being vocal and determining where they are going to play their careers. See, I just find it to be like, like usually this type of thing is like, oh, like, 
you know, disgruntled superstar wants to dip X, Y, Z. Like we heard this same type of thing from the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Right. And at a point in time, we would probably always like, oh, he really might be out. Like, you know, speculation, get, oh, you know, Sierra wants to leave. She wants to go to a better city. She wants to go to the New York or this or that. And like, that lasted for about two, two and a half weeks. And then good as new. Pete Carroll is talking about, you know, we're in good standing. Da, da, da. This with Rodgers feels different. And I think it is. I think the difference, like you said, is more so like with that whole thing with Russell Wilson, like it was just kind of hearsay. Like it wasn't really him coming out and saying that. And it wasn't like concrete reports of like, I don't want to play her anymore. This thing with Aaron Rodgers is like, yo, I'm cool off y'all. I just... I, I, I sucked it up, played a whole season for y'all, showed y'all I'm an MVP candidate still, but now I'm out because I'm cool because y'all clearly don't deserve me. Y'all clearly don't value me. And like, this is the thing, like, this is the big thing. Like players want to be valued. Players want to feel like you are investing in them. And, this, and Aaron knows this, knows this is how the package organization works because when he was brought in, this is what they were doing to Brett Favre. So he see he he the painting was on the wall when he got to the organization. So he knew how he was going to handle this organization from jump. He knew that they weren't going to give him his respect towards the end of his career. So now he's like, cool, I y'all y'all prove me right. I see what y'all are doing. I'm out. Y'all disrespecting me. I'm cool. I'm not that good. You believe in him? Go ahead, play Jordan Love then. Now it's it's just crazy because like if you check back with the timeline, it's like. Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, button heads, difference in philosophy of the offense. And he leaves. Matt LaFleur comes in. We're kind of like, who? What? Why? LaFleur. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur both <laughs> got problems with each other. Okay. They win a bunch of games. Now all of a sudden they have a, a great marriage. Then Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. But in the process of all that happened and all those games won and points put up and, you know, chances at title games and championships and playoffs, like you said, they drafted Jordan Love. And they, like, historically haven't really gotten Aaron Rodgers' help. Now, some will push back and say they haven't or they did either side of the fence. I'm probably somewhere in the middle because – like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers might be thrown to nobody's now, but, like, how many first-round wide receivers do we see come in and make an impact? I mean, not a lot. It's far in between. Not a lot. I mean, it's, it's it, you know, it's tough, especially for where they were drafting at most of the time, like, in the, in the drafts in which they could have maybe reached for a receiver. But then – you're admitting to giving a quarterback power as an organization mm-hmm. by taking someone or something that they specifically feel as though they need. And to me, this is a, a power struggle. Oh, yeah. You know, and like Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys, one of those few guys in any sport and especially football where if I say I'm done, I'm the fuck done. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not playing the game of, all right, I'm going to come back and do this for the betterment of this. Like, no, I, I honestly believe if they don't trade him, he'll sit out a year. I could cool. see Aaron Rodgers doing some wild shit like that. Yeah, cool. Jeopardy me. Doing a whole media, whole all type. Well, he might not even be a media bull. Like, he might just do the Jeopardy thing, chill. And then pop back up. And like the only thing keeping him back from that is his age. Cause he is older than, you know, we ain't old as Brady, but you know, he's 37, 36, 37. So it's like, would he sit out? Would we could we see an MVP, reigning MVP, sit out a year after they won the MVP? It would be crazy to think. But I think the the, the Packers have to push the button. I mean, push yeah. The, Push that, Joe. Get him out of there. 
My thing to you is, do you think that there was actually a true marriage of LaFleur and Rogers? To me, I think it was more so of respect that both needed each other in that situation. Aaron Rodgers needed LaFleur and this to work out because he needed to show the organization how good of a talent he was. And LaFleur needed Aaron Rodgers to play well so that he would have some type of job security going forward. So this past year was just both player, both guys using each other to better themselves and position themselves the way that they would like to be positioned within the organization. Now that the season was over, both got what they wanted. The true colors are now bleeding through and you're saying, oh, wait, like they weren't as close as, the, as we thought they were. They were just trying to reach a, a, a goal. So, like, is that more so what we're viewing now? Are we now seeing the true colors of their relationship? I don't even know if I would call it a relationship. To me, it's like a field trip. Hey, we better go do it. Like, LaFleur is the chaperone in this situation. Like, you're just here to get me access to where I need to go. You're just here to, you know, call the plays and get me on the field and put me somewhat in a good position. Mm. Like you're just, you're, 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 you just happen to be the coach. I don't think there's any relationship there. And like, like it or not, Aaron Rodgers is a headstrong guy or so we, so we see through media and him versus LaFleur is something that came to a head in the most crucial times, I didn't know. I didn't know it was fourth down. Why do we call the? Why do we call this play? Why didn't you run the ball? And remember that. Yeah. That's not. That's not a situation where a marriage <clears throat> would falter. That's a situation where the field trip, the chaperone got you know, <laughs> separated from the from the from the kid on the field trip, because that type of miscommunication cannot happen should not happen between a head coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback named Aaron Rodgers. Now, there's a difference. Like, the Hall of Fame quarterback is always going to be the Hall of Fame quarterback. You can have a thousand different coaches. But all those coaches should have a basic understanding that, yo, I'm coaching a top-tier talent. I have to handle him differently. Like it or not, I have to handle him differently. I have to give up some of my ego to make sure he feels good because – He's dictating our success, not me. So I have no idea what stemmed all these problems or what could have caused it to, you know, come to this point, but push the button. I'm here for it. I want to see it happen. Now you can, I mean, if it's Brady's fault and that's no, but you only want to see it happen because your team doesn't have a quarterback. So you would love to see him in new England. That's why. And you know, that's, the high possibility of him going there. I'm for one in the transfer portal. I don't believe you. So okay, <laughs> you don't have to believe me. I'm telling you, I'm in a motherfucking transfer portal. <laughs> but if I were to be partial to the Patriots in this situation, there's no way that Aaron Rodgers would end up in New England. There's no I way. About that. Not enough money. Not enough movement. Not something I think that they would do. I see him ending up somewhere Broncos, Raiders, maybe. 49ers would have been the ideal place, but they have Trey Lance and Gruden would love him. The only thing that I think <clears throat> could be a factor in for in, in San Fran potentially getting Aaron Rodgers if somehow they move Jimmy G is like Trey Lance might need a year year or two to sit down. So maybe you go get Aaron Rodgers, but I doubt it. I don't know. Your man, team your, man, about- your man Dan Orlovsky said Trey Lance is ready to go now. Dan Orlovsky said Mac Jones was going three. So no, I'm not I'm not here for I'm not here for any of that. I don't I don't fuck with Dan, but nah, I don't I don't I've heard from other people and, and seen on TVs from other people that Trey Lance might need a year to sit. He might not be ready to come in. You never know. Oh, you got the insider scoop? No, I just that's just what I've heard. You're inside uh you're you're ESPN insider, bro. 
Nah, I'm just a person. You bought the in oh okay. So you bought you bought the, the insider access information. I'm sorry on, on the on ESPN.com? No. No, I didn't actually. Oh, I didn't okay. actually. But I, I got a question for you because you know you got a you got a you got a track background. I dibbled and dabbled on a track too. Not as much do, as you, but you know. Do you? Do you? Yeah. 400, 200, 100. Stop. You never ran a 400 a day in your life. Ah, real rap. 400 anchor. Were you really? Yeah. I guess you learned something new every. Ew, you was an 800 runner? A little bit of triple jump. A little bit. I did a little bit of everything. I didn't do it all. I swear. I swear. I'm going to have to call your mama. Call her. Call her. (laughs) But in the meantime, I know you saw this thing about DK Metcalf running this weekend not training not jumping in no combine competing in an actual track event all yeah. because the man hawked down somebody <laughs> <laughs> looking like mega yeah that was wild but is that going to be the speed that you can generate and see on a track because I feel as though now correct me if I'm wrong I feel as though Chasing after somebody on a football field is different than sprinting against somebody on a track. So, yeah. So, like, this, I've had these arguments so many times of, like, football players talking about how um, if I'm fast in football, then I'm fast on track. And it's like, to a certain extent, yes, but no. There's two different speeds. Having track speed, it's kind of like, it's kind of like how um, uh, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. It's the, it's the same thing. So, <laughs> so you can be fast on the track, right, and go and play football and be fast on the football field. But you can also be fast on the football field and then go on the track and be mid. Like, so like that's, that's kind of the correlation there, but yeah. So DK uh, is apparently he's entered into the hundred meter dash on Sunday at the USATF golden games. Um, so they're not really sure if he's actually trying to make um, the Olympic trials meet. Um, so in order for him to make that, he would have to go sub 10 seconds flat in well 10.2 seconds in the 100 meter hurdle I mean the 100 uh, meters now DK did run the 100 meter hurdles in high school but he did not run at uh in college uh but I mean it's two different speeds and to talk about also the competition that he'll be going up against like a lot of people will say oh this meet won't mean anything there's not a lot of top tier runners running in the meet well, that's low-key false because Ronnie Baker's running in the meet who ranked second in the nation this year and has ran under uh, 10 seconds in the 100-meter uh, champs. And he also is going against Mike Rogers, Mike Rogers, who was in the Rio Olympics a few years ago. So he's going against real competition. I'd love to see what DK can do. The main difference is that he's going to be coming out of blocks instead of getting a jogging start from the end zone. So it's going to be a totally different thing in terms of like his speed and and being able to maintain that speed um, and running through his drive phase corrective uh, co- correctly. Um, so like those are the main differences um, that he's going to have to kind of go through because I mean the hundred meter dash is technical like you have to make sure that you're trying to stay in your drive phase as long as possible so that you can hold that top end speed at the end of your race as long as possible before you start decelerating. Like that's what he's going to have to kind of figure out. Like that's why Usain Bolt is so good at running and why it's such a crazy thing that he was the fastest man in the world is because we thought that somebody that tall could never, ever, ever be the fastest man in the world. But he defied the logic of track and field by being so long and having such a long gait and holding his drive phase so long that he was able to propel himself through the finish line at a, at a short speed. So it's going to it's going to be real interesting. And, and people should definitely tap in on Sunday. I just. I'm interested to watch it because I always felt like when DK popped on the scene that he was a very unique guy. 
Like I yeah. remember vividly watching the combine and you know all the hype, oh AJ Brown, blah 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 blah. But like DK comes out there and he physically looks fake. <laughs> like this the body that the guy has just looks it doesn't look like something that someone should be walking around with. Like and he eats McDonald's. I mean, hey, him, Chad, you know, that's that's what they do. But it's like I was watching him do, you know, the running portion of, of the combine, whether it's running up and down the field, catching a ball or changing direction, three cone drills, the whole nine. And I'm looking and I'm like, man, this guy is moving and grooving. That's what my eyes are telling me. But the people on the TV is saying, oh, you know, he looks stiff. Doesn't look like he can get out of his, you know, his cuts very well, blah, blah. And I'm looking like the nigga had to run track at some point. Because, you know, the earlobe the pocket. That's what they tell you. you know what I mean, <laughs> certain forms, the whole nine. We ain't going to get into the technicalities because you already did. But, like, I feel like he can. I don't think it's going to be competing against the other guys as much as he's going to be competing against the clock like that's obvious to say but I feel like given who he is he's not going in there trying to beat somebody else now yeah they might be using his mind as you know a a a added emphasis on trying to win the race but if I had to bet money I would I would absolutely feel as though he's been training for this, like he didn't. Oh just yeah, yeah, up, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm about to fucking fight Jake Paul. You know what I mean like just just because he felt like doing it? Like he didn't just wake up and say, oh, "I'm gonna go jump on the track and run." I think he gets. I think he gets ten. You think he goes ten flat? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, like, well, we gotta see what the wind is like. You know, the wind affects a lot of things. Well, and- so so that's the thing. So he also has to run that time with under a wind resistance of two uh, two meters. So see, so that's if, if another. That's case, that- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. He's probably gonna be like a little short. I'm gonna go like ten four. I think he goes like. He'll fucking go, I think he'll fuck around and go high 10, to be honest. Like, I think, and, and the only reason why I mentioned, like, the other uh, members who he'll be running up against, because, like, somebody can look fast if they're if they're going against inferior competition. So, like, that's why I kind of brought that up. But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he goes, like, 10-8. Like, he's fast. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, like I just, I, track I, fast? Yeah, like, I got to. Like, like, do you know how to use your speed? Like, like if, now if they said Tyreek Hill... I don't even know if he would. You know I mean like I would, I would, I would, I would take Ted Ginn before Autumn because he has just, you know. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Tyreek ran. Tyreek was the. I think he was his hundred meter champion in high school. Oh, we well. I mean, he has a track background, so he I'm about to say yeah. So I'm about to say he yeah. could probably break it. I'll, I'll put him. I'll put him in there. I would just <laughs> like, I would. I would like to see that idea that was floated around a couple of times of like just having the fat quote-unquote fastest guys in the league just you know racing for a charity or something like that like i would love that we would tune into that because every dude is in the league talking about i'm the fastest in the league no i'm the fastest in the league well man let me see it (laughs) push the button i mean mike vick just ran mike vick just ran a four seven at the age of 40. he said he was pissed about that yeah, he was pissed because he was he was right. He was he had four 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 three speed four four speed. He forty. He probably ain't ran that fast since. But I'm saying days. you got to remember, it's like you going on the court nowadays. You like you know what you was able to do in your heyday. So when you're not able to do all that shit, it's like damn. Like, am I still me? Like, do I still got it? <laughs> I got I got <laughs> I got Vic down for absolutely doing that again. Like I he got him gonna like, do it right again. Now. He probably trying to shred weight and do all types of fly shit because he was <laughs> one of them boys who we've never seen before. Exactly. Like, you know, he was doing some wild shit, revolutionizing position, much like a guy who you don't really fuck with like that. Here we go. 
like I know you don't fuck with him. I get it. Cause I'm kind of the same way. Like I respect the talent. I respect how good he is. I just can't put him over certain dudes. You like but, fucking with me, don't you? You like fucking with me. But it's just like I'm seeing wild shit. And it made me take a step back. You know, we always preach, appreciate what we watch and appreciate what we see. And the shit that your guy, Big Russ, why not Westbrook is doing <laughs> is fake. 24 is 21 boards, 14 points, eight attempted shots. It's just like, regardless of if they're empty stats or wins or losses or they don't equate to winning, like, we take all those, you know, qualifications out the window and it's like, bruh, you averaging a triple-double for four years is nuts. You about to break Big O's at one time thought of as un- in- impossible to break. Like, you're about to break his record. So where do you have this guy, Russ, in the all-time conversation? Because the point guard position is one that is pretty historic, but it's also a bit shallow. Because there's not that many point guards who have, you know, the championships and the domination and the, you know, revolutionary points of basketball like a Magic does or Steph Curry does. You know, there's John Stockton's who are assist leaders in NBA history, but you're not taking John Stockton over a large portion of the population within the point guard pool. Yeah, that's, that's very true. So where do you have this guy? I mean, it's Russ okay. Play- I give you, I give you a second. Yeah, I give you a second. Russ Big is playing out of, of Russ is playing out of his mind right now. Like I'm not, I would like I'm not denying that at all. Um, <clears throat> I will say this though, there he has had a revelation with me. Uh-oh. He has. Oh wait, is this a breakthrough? <laughs> oh my god, this is a safe space. You go ahead. Let me so, get my notepad out. <laughs> oh, let me get so, my notepad out. Before he was never in my top 10 of point guards. If we're talking about point guards all the time, he was never in my top 10. Wow. But I mean, year after year, he's been he's been putting up crazy numbers and you know, hasn't been winning, but again, putting up crazy numbers. Like I cannot deny that. So he 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 has cracked my top 10. Ooh. He has. But when we're talking about top five point guards of all time, he is still not in that conversation. And I just, I, I can't, I can't give him that. I'm sorry. Like, I just, I, I can't. And when we're talking about top five point guards of all time, my list is, is, is nice. It's, it's very legitimate and it makes a lot of sense. So for me, my top five list is Magic, Curry, Isaiah, CP3, and Jason Kidd. And people may be up, up in arms about the Jason Kidd. Look, Jason <laughs> Kidd led the league in assists three, uh, three, four years out of his career. You know, big body guard, elite defender, all around. He could score if need be. He he. There wasn't much that 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 Jason Kidd couldn't do. Obviously, you're going to talk about shooting. Okay, he wasn't a shooter. But he played in a time where that wasn't really needed of him. He didn't. He was able to shoot enough to be effective. So, and he was a pretty efficient player. So, I mean, Jason Kidd's in my top five. I don't know how you uh, you were a little conflicted when we was talking a little earlier. I don't know if I. I think I maybe have kind kind of gave you some knowledge just a little bit. Just kind of opened your eyes to a few things to where you were able to see things in a different point of view um but yeah you can uh you can you can definitely give your list now if you'd like sir that was that was that was cute thank you for coming to my ted talk that that was cute as a uh as as a shrink who appreciates breakthroughs i've documented (laughs) everything you said it's been filed away (laughs) and it will for sure a hundred thousand percent be used against you in every court of law moving forward but (laughs) 
That being said, my list is pretty much yours. Curry, no order, of course, unless you want to order it. Curry, <laughs> Magic, CP. Actually, let me rephrase this. Curry, Magic, Isaiah. Why do you do that? Can you stop? Stop being petty. You said no order at all. You could have just said CP3, but because you have a personal gripe with CP3, you said, hold on, let me say Isaiah before. Stop doing that. There's no need for pettiness. This is a safe space. Like, come on. We're, we're that, all about giving motherfuckers a flower. Stop. That's not, that's not why I rearranged it. I rearranged it because the three guys that I mentioned first, or like my solidified three, you know, the championships, the revolutionizing of the game, all that type of shit that, you know, probably goes into my list. Yeah, they're there for sure. Stop. But after Isaiah, you got Chris Paul, you got Russell Westbrook, you got Jason Kidd, and they're vying for two spots for me in my list. And it's like... I don't want to knock guys for not winning because I understand how hard it is to win. So I feel like I'd be hypocritical if I say something like, oh, well, I'm going to put Russ in there and not Chris Paul, even though neither of them have won. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's not Chris Paul's fault that he hasn't won. It's certainly not his – it's certainly, you know, he's not absolved for them not winning anything. (laughs) That's for sure. Neither is Russell Westbrook. So then that leaves Jason Kidd, who's a guy who has the championships. I'm not going to say he, you know, revolutionized the position, but he altered it to a degree. I'm about to say, definitely. He's in the shadows of the big guards like Magic, who probably is the face of that. So I think I'm gonna have to agree with you and put Chris, I mean, and, and put Jason Kidd in my five. I have to. I was a big time Jason Kidd fan growing up. In large part, dude, because people were trying to, you know, put Steve Nash over this guy, and I'm a guy who likes both sides of the ball. Did you uh did you did you get a body and have a have an arm swept in as well? Was that you? The, the, as as Jason, yeah. Like, were you trying? Did you get like a cornea tattoo on your shoulder as well? Nah, I was more with the 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 calf sleeve under the T Mac tutelage. You know, when the when the scoop shot came around. I don't know if you was you might have been similar Gerber baby wet behind the ears during that point. But the the point remains. I think I'm leaving Russ out of my <laughs> five. And I'm probably going to put him at like five B. See, he's ten for me. So, wow, that's interesting. Who's your second five? I mean, I'd have to figure that out, but he's just—he's barely cracking it. I'm just not I at the point where I haven't. I couldn't. It's an interesting conversation because Russ hasn't won anything. He has the MVPs. He has no championships, and you know a lot of people use the championship as an end-all be-all when it comes to determining who's better, who's ranked higher, whatever you want to do. And like cases like Russell Westbrook, cases like Chris Paul should be the the, the conversations that kind of not end the, end the points of using championships as a crutch, but puts things in perspective a little bit more because – both of those guys and Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are top five of our generation, you know, of guys that we've seen. And they're also guys who have done things that we've never seen. We probably will never see him happen again. Like Chris Paul getting 40 and 20 game, 40 point, 20 game assists with zero turnovers. Like, even the blue moon don't come around that often. You want to talk about great point guards? Like, to be able to do that, like, it's elite level shit. It is, and it's just like, I <clears throat> I want to put Russ in my five, but being an unbiased person, I can't. Much for the same reason that you said with the whole, you know, not winning thing, but I 
just feel like niggas like you is why he goes out and does this shit every night. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, I don't, here's the thing though. It's like, he's a talent, but he's just not, he's not a high ranking player in my point guard conversation. Like it's one conversation and probably the only conversation that you can have about Russell Westbrook to where he's not easily top five. Probably the only conversation you could have about Russell Westbrook to where he is not in that solidified top five. You want to talk about rebounding? He's in there. You want to talk about assists? He's there. You want to talk about scoring? You could fight for him to be in there. But in terms of just like, like my thing is like, when you watch him play, does it just look like he's the best player out there and he's just like, not he's the best player out there, but he's like, he's just having a great game by himself. Or does he look like he's having a great game by himself by making his teammates better? It's funny. Because you said that and I'm thinking back and I'm just like, all right, when I'm watching these guards that we're talking about, Steph Curry, there's a sense of calm when you watch him play. There's a sense of, you know, pace when you see magic highlights. There's a sense of leadership and and dictation when when you watch Jason Kidd play. And then you see Russ, and it's like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. It's the turbo button being pressed the entire game. It's the gameplay being changed to make everybody move faster with the turbo still being played. Mm-hmm. It's all of that with the turbo off, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but optically, it's not a, it's not a, it's not an associate, it's not an associative watch with the word point guard, because point guard comes as a, like your subconscious here's where a point guard goes, oh, assists, setting people up making people better. Now, in a sense, that is Russell Westbrook, but it's not under the guise of point guard. Right. It's guard. Who happens to be the point guard? Which right. is okay. Like, it's okay. Like, it's not to say that Russell Westbrook shouldn't be considered a point guard because he is, but he's that hybrid guard. So maybe we see a new version of the point guard in years to come. And then Russell Westbrook ends up being the surefire top five player in that hybrid conversation. Because we're starting to see more guards who are, you know, super explosive. They can do more things. Now, there's not many people on the planet explosive like Russ, but he's just a different type of player. Like he is the hybrid, like hybrid Russell Westbrook. They're the same thing for me. And it's not a bad thing. Unless you I mean, do, I, you don't like what he do. It's not. See, you keep saying that. I don't not like what he does. Um, oh. Well, I mean, I, no, I guess no. actually, I mean, a little bit. I don't like what he does as a point guard. Like, if he was any other position, I would have no problem with his game. Ew. There's just certain you got to play I by certain it. rules. I get it. I get it. I understand. I'm just. I. I. I, I feel that. There's just certain rules I you got to play that. by. I mean, that's just how. Like, oh, that's just how I was taught the game. Like, that's how I was taught the game. That's how I was taught. Point guards hold a special responsibility of getting your whole team in and out of the offense. It's the same thing as playing quarterback. We talk about quarterback intangibles like they are, they mean the most. They sometimes mean more than your athletic ability. Cough, cough, Tom Brady. Like, because you're able to – manage the game and see the game in a different point of view and and notice matchup um where you can uh notice matchups where you can win like that's something that 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 is an intangible that's valued in the nfl same thing in hoops when you're a guy who can control the game like chris paul like chris paul you could you could fight that chris paul is the best player on his team but you know he's not devin booker is the best player on his on that team and the way they use, and the way that Chris Paul uses Devin Booker to his advantage is crazy. Because Chris start off the game getting his buckets, then later on in the game when everybody's tired, he's letting his young bull go off, killing him, closing games. He's like, I- I've done my work here. 
Finish it off. Finish him. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, come on. Definitely finish him. I, it's just, I just like, I, I'm sitting back and I'm watching what Russ do. And it's like. It's special. It's special for sure. It, easily. It's crazy. Like, I made a bet last night. I didn't put it in because we live in Connecticut and I didn't get a chance to. But I'm glad I didn't because it ended up losing by one, one leg. Brad Bill didn't get more than three threes. So I'm good with me not putting it in. But I'm setting the bet up, and I'm looking, and, you know, it's like to, to record 10 rebounds, to record 12 rebounds, to record 14 rebounds. And even Vegas has numbers set for Russell Westbrook betting-wise. You got to take his rebounds over 12. You got to take his assists over 12. The fact that they're even comfortable putting lines like that out shows you that this guy is doing some type of shit that we've never seen before. It's almost like Curry. Like, you, picking someone to make five threes in a game is a lot. Like, five threes is a lot. Like, it should be considered a lot. But guys are doing things that are normal for them, and they're making them normal. So now we're like, well, shit, I expect Russ to get a triple-double every night. That's fair. I shouldn't be doing that. I mean, the only thing I'm expecting is watching Anthony Davis come through and be a little soft every now and again, and I'm getting fucking pissed about your guy. That's your guy. It is my guy. Lake Show, running back, all that bullshit you was talking. We straight. Y'all in the play-in tournament. Y'all better win a game. We straight, bro. We Y'all better win a game. Bro, playing tournament, get a couple games under our belt. We need them joins. We, we you better win a game. No funny shit. I ain't going to hold you. Like, I, um, <laughs> it's a weird year, man, for the Lakers, man. Like, injuries kind of blew it up. Yeah. We finally see a little bit of humanism from fucking LeBron James. Like, he's hurt. And he's really not looking like himself for the first time in probably his career. It's like it's a lot of different things going on. But like to me, the bigger issue is Dennis Schroeder being hurt right now. That's a big, big issue for y'all. Like Dennis, was, Dennis Schroeder was playing good. He was second in six man of the year voting last year. And he lost to Montrez Harrell, who happens to be coming off the bench. It's just like we have stuff. Yeah, Brian not playing. All right, we got to get a different type of flow for the offense. AD not playing. All right, blah, blah. but we still had that constant of Schroeder. And now that he's kind of out with Brian being up in the air, and like we're just sitting watching Anthony Davis try to knock the rust off. It's like, like you special. But how come KD can come back from his rusty times and just you can get 30 in his sleep? I mean, KD's younger than than Braun, but he's not younger than AD. I, I, maybe AD's just doesn't have – but here's the thing. I mean – Different position, I, I get it. I, I yeah. Get it. I get it. It's just – it bothers me because I – But I'm, KD's also had time to kind of recover a lot too. Yeah, so. like I'm worried about the Lakers come playoff time. Like I shouldn't should be. be because like should be in my head, like my head says, yo, you got LeBron James, like you're gonna be straight. And usually that's enough. But like my heart, what I'm seeing, what I'm peeping from body language and Cal Kuzma trying to be Cisco and all this funny shit going on, like <laughs> I'm sitting here like, yo, put Taylor Horton Tucker in the game and put Kyle Kuzma on the bench because I'm cool. Taylor Horton Tucker been hooping. Poor, poor man's version of Draymond for us. Let him initiate the offense a little bit. Because he can't. Now, he got to be smarter with the ball at times. But there's some calls for pause in Lakerland right now, and I'm not feeling it. Right now, I mean, word on the street is that the Clippers are the team in L.A. Never been. I mean, Never. that's what they – that's what I'm hearing, like – Paul George, this Kawhi Leonard, that who who time out time out time out time out time out who? That's what I'm hearing, man. The guy with two names, whose 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 most recent buzzer beater was in a Gatorade commercial. Who? 
The claw. He hasn't played basketball in two months, bro. Bro, you know he could do that over there. I'm just saying, y'all gonna have a lot to worry about. Y'all gotta worry about the Clippers who who play in your own building. Give then you the gotta credit. then you gotta worry about the Suns, and you gotta worry about the Jazz and Rudy Gobert and them and the and the coronavirus. Corona. I'm just Corona saying, virus. man. It is real. It is getting real. It's getting. I mean, fuck it, bro. We gonna be straight. But unbiasedly, I'm very worried. Like it, it depending on how we, depending on how the seeding goes. I kind of want us to play a team like the Nuggets first, because I think it'll be a you better. I think it'll be a good long series, probably six games for us to win, but a competitive enough series to make sure that our guys who are healthy can actually lock in because it's very easy to, to, to not be one of those teams who gets that week off while everyone's playing in a playing tournament and just, you know, come out with a stinker. Yeah. We don't need that. Now, if we didn't play in a tournament, we didn't play in the Warriors or something, we should be cool. If Steph Curry go off for fucking 90 on us and we lose, all right. Take the fucking hat off. You know what I mean? But like, I'm just glad that the Wizards are in the West because I would rather play the Warriors in a one game playing than the Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards have been streaky all year. Um, and they got two but- players who were legit killers. So I'm not, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. That's the thing. You got, and it's crazy because like Marcus Saw didn't end up working out. He can't really get onto the floor. He can't just- move. His fat ass can't move. Hey, bro, come get this high pick and roll. 27,000 feet from the bucket, and he out here looking like he's doing the cha-cha. But you still – and it's fucked up because you still got two soft-ass centers to fucking play with. You still got AD, AD had the audacity. And Drummond. AD had the audacity to smack his chest. We back. No, the fuck we not back, bro. We not back. Back would have been us – Scoring 120 and keeping him to 96. That would be us being back. But here's the thing, though, also. This is the end of the season. This happened for a lot of teams right now. Even my team, the Sixers. We had two back-to-back games against two subpar teams that are under 500. And we're in dogfights with these teams because they're, they're, they're putting it in the neutral gear. And they're yeah, just trying to ride it out. Y'all can do that when you're not in the fucking playing tournament, sir. Thank you for your TED Talk. You will, yeah. Well, we're 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 struggling over. Can't here. relate. <laughs> Pinky's out. <laughs> <laughs> the beard's coming. <laughs> Don't worry. Is he? Is yeah. he? Is yeah. he? Is he gonna be able to snap back like his man KD, or is he gonna be like his other man AD and fold and be soft? Probably somewhere in the middle. Prior to be prior, determined. Prior twelve. Probably like a 28 and 8 couple games and shit. That first series will come back slow. And then that second series, James Harden's averaging 32 points, 12 assists, and nine rebounds, while Kevin Durant's averaging 37, 4, 4, and 4. But something that's very that's a key for the Sixers is we need that first, like we need to be ranked first overall. We need to have that number one ranking. Because if not, if not, we're gonna face the Nets earlier than we would like to. We don't, don't, wanna, need that, y'all don't need that problem. We need to see the Nets in the conference finals. I don't want to see the Nets until then. If we got to see them before then, even if we win that, John, it's going to zap too much out of us to even be able to yeah, y'all gonna lose win another series. Conference trip. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, that's why it's actually very, very, very pertinent that we get that number one overall seed. Like, it's 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 extremely important for us. Yeah, man. We're going to see, though, bro. We'll see what happens. We're going to see how the cookie crumbles. Hopefully it crumbles in y'all favor, because, look, it's looking real, real spooky over there in L.A. And uh, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not feeling it. Yikes. I'm, I'm just not feeling it, but... uh. Before we get out of here, I just want I just want I gotta, I gotta get something off my chest. Oh, is there something? Should I get my pen and paper out? 
I mean, no, you know what? You know what? It's okay. I'm gonna just hit the tape recorder. Okay. Nah, bro. It's just like it's like like I understand the color. I understand like the stats behind it and like people buy it or don't buy it and all this shit and like it might be like a social media rumor or an internet theme that people just took and ran off of some Reddit stream or some shit. But like having a red colored car, some people say, oh, it's more susceptible to accidents. Like it's the leading leader in car color accidents across American roads. And I'm like, man, no, it ain't. I mean, that's bullshit. Four car crashes later, I'm ready to go trade my shit in. I'll go outside Sunday. <laughs> Think I'm going to give me a nice little meal. Good job. One of them joints will put you out. Nasty type platter. Don't even know where it's going to go. Just figured, you know, I'm going to get my wheel. I'm going to drive somewhere. Nice little day. Man, I hit the door. I see friend of ours, his bumpers on the, on the street. His side mirror is down, down the block. I said, damn. I'm like, fuck this joint up. Then I looked at my car. I said, oh. <laughs> that bitch looked like Thanos and the fucking Hulk was scrapping and tussling on that joint. No, I got unders. No, I got unders. All on my car. It ain't like my car was moving. Bitch hit my car. Drunk driver. The bitch hit my car while parked. And they proceeded to hit another car. So the young lady is probably lucky that the car, other car was there because she might have ended up in a tree and it could have got very, very bad. Luckily, she's okay. But my car is not, and I'm not okay. But isn't your car maroon? That's what I'm saying. It's not even a full-fledged stop sign red. It's a shade, a different hue of red. You know, take red, throw a little blue in there, mix it up a little bit, put a little white, brighten it up, the whole thing. We get it. We know the color wheel. But how can people consistently hit my car while it's not moving? I could see if I was driving and I was drawn, reaching for something, swerve, boom, hit me. All right, nah, my fault. My car is non-moving. It's just sitting there. I'm stopping at a red light, I get hit. I double park, I get hit. I park my car, I get hit. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's because you don't know how to park. I'm sorry, I intentionally park as close to the curb as possible. Yeah, but you have to parallel park on that street. And I mean, I don't, that's not really your forte. So it's I mean, like, I should be in Fast 10. When they start driving on the fucking moon, they should cast right. me. Professional driver, don't hate. But it's just I don't I don't get it. It ain't even like I'm driving, so that's how I know what you're saying is bullshit. Because the car was parked. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you. I said you're a bad. It parking. got hit when I parked it in the motherfucking garage too. Maybe you I'm got there. a bounty on you. Maybe your car got a bounty on its head. I'm about to put a bounty on your head because you try to be fucking funny, and it's not a funny matter. How about that? How about that? Ah, catch me outside. How about that? So now I'm riding around <laughs> in a fucking rental. So if you see me, then you see me in a rental. Don't worry while I'm fish bowling. I told you why. When I get my car back, who knows? It'll be too, it'll be too be determined, I guess. Definitely will be too be determined. Look, we're gonna have three episodes uh without you with uh with your car back. Aaron Rodgers will get traded twice before I get my car back. I'm fucking out. Ooh, woo, fucking woo. Ooh, woo, woo. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. One more.